everyone, this is a bonus for Icons and Outlaws, and we decided we wanted to talk a little bit about why we, you know, a little bit more about why we chose uh, the song we chose for this week's episode, uh, our first episode, as well as everything we did to, to go into it. You know what I mean? Like, Jeff, we we sat down and we were, you know, we've been writing songs forever. Lots, lots of them. And it was kind of an idea of, well, listen, if we're going to do this show let's kind of pay you know an homage to them and let's do a song you know so um we chose big empty Mm -hmm. right i believe you chose that yes yeah you chose big empty yeah yeah and i want to do so everything we do is electronic it's got that like kind of edm electronic chill vibe to it um and what's cool about that is we're taking songs that you would not normally hear in that genre or in that style right and adapting them to it so I felt like the Big Empty was a, a pretty good pick to be able to. Well, it's an amazing that to song. An electronic. It, yeah, it's an amazing song. It's slow. I mean, and to be honest with you, like when you said that, I was like, absolutely, because we were tossing back ideas and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I even think Logan, you were just like, yeah, I, I dig that song or whatever. Because yeah. I mentioned it was in The Crow. Yeah. And The Crow, Brandon Lee, amazing movie, but that yeah, song God. just has that like eerie ass vibe to it, man. You know, yeah. and I feel like we paid it, you know, justice. We gave it justice. Um, I listen to it now when it first starts, and I just love that very beginning part. Before the the vocals even kick in, it's just got, it's got that, that ambience. Yeah, you got that little kind of going on. That was the trickiest part of the entire song, I have to admit, was how do I... So I sat down, and I'm like, how do I adapt this iconic slide guitar riff into an electronic synth? Okay, so and for those of you out there that don't understand what the hell I'm talking about, a synth is is essentially you mean like Logan, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's essentially a keyboard you wave. Suck. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. Go ahead. So it's it's a sound that you generate from a keyboard. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay, it was very big in the '80s. It was very big. It's still big these days. It's Huge. very big in dance music. It's like making its. Comeback, De- yeah. yeah, comeback. There, I was it gonna is. say debut, but they already debuted. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I suck. Anyway, go ahead. So I, I'm thinking, how do I? And it's got to be the right. It's got to be a, the perfect sound. So I rifled through. I have my own personal collection of synth sounds. Um, it's upwards of probably five five thousand seven hundred sounds right Jesus. now. That's a lot. It is a lot. That's and a big I, keyboard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I sat there for over probably two and a half hours. And I actually honed in on like three or four. Okay. And then I, I left them. And then I came back the next day. And I'm like, no, no, this one is just not it. And then I came back the next day. Finally landed on it. Because that 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 slide guitar, like I said, is so iconic. It's so memorable. Yeah. It's like it makes the song. Absolutely. And it sets the vibe. It sets the tone. Yeah. So, you know, I settled on with what you guys hear if you listen to the cover. Um and I, I think it came out pretty good. I think it kind of set the vibe for it. Yeah, and I think it encompassed the the original song, but kind of like, again, our spin, which is what we're trying to do with these songs when we, you know, release them or whatever. We want it to be ours, like, you know, the Buddy Holly one. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which, uh, you know, you guys hopefully will be listening to if you haven't heard it yet, which, you know, it's, uh, man, that was, that was a rough one. But this one was cool. I really kind of, I, I didn't know how I wanted to do the vocals because I wanted to stay true to it, but I also didn't want to, 
I, I didn't want it to sound just identical to it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's the cool part with me and you is that you don't know what I'm coming with. No. And right. I don't know what you're coming with. Right. Exactly. And Absolutely. It, just, it magically works. Yeah. So it, it just does. It's that's the coolest part. The way we're doing this is Jeff is taking the the song that we decide on for each weekly episode, mm-hmm. and and he is sitting down and writing the music for it, and then he sends it over to me. And then I sit there and beat my head against the wall and break <laughs> stuff and try to figure out what's going to do. And then Logan comes in and goes, well, with Logan being a new, like a younger l- listener of music, he's kind of got like this fresh ear to it. Exactly. You know? And um, so as I go through it, I'm, I'm, you know, trying to figure out how I want to do it. Although God. we did find out he's against uh, vocoders. Yeah. You don't like vocoders? He doesn't like the vocoders. <sighs> I love the vocoders. Sometimes. It just depends. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. It just kind of it's just like whatever vibes with what's going on at the time. You didn't have your uh, intergalactic planetary vibe on uh, that, that that exact moment. Uh, no, no, not no, really. No, 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 no. Don't you tell me to smile. Oh, man, I can't wait to do the Beastie Boys. So for me, be so fun, so fun. Yeah. For me, the the vocoding and like the the robot effects on the vocals, mm-hmm. it kind of like takes him. It takes John and it like pushes him into the electronic music and then pulls him back out throughout the song. Yeah. Right, so like you imagine, you got this layer of all the electronic music going on in the different ambience and 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 all this stuff, and then you got his vocals, which are natural and clean, but then they kind of get pushed, and they get pushed into that robotic electronical digital, mm-hmm. and then they come back out, and then they get pushed back in. To me, that's really cool. It's like he's going into the matrix and out. I know that's really out there, but that's how my mind works. Are you high? No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I should be. But no, I thought it, I thought it's super cool. I really enjoyed doing that song because it's it is such a it's I keep using the term, but hey, welcome to the show. It, it's iconic. It's a very iconic song, and when right. you listen to it, especially like again, man, like I, I had that um, soundtrack. Yeah, I had that that entire soundtrack for the Crow. Which I had is great. That, yeah, there's a I, lot of good songs. I had it on uh, CD. If you guys remember what those were. Do you know uh, what that is, Logan? <laughs> uh, CD. Um, CD's nut. Hold on, wait. What if you only had one chance, one answer to answer correctly? Oh, boy. Would you answer correctly? No pressure. Yeah, no, I don't know what CDs are, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. Take your forehead, man. <laughs> CDs nuts. You know what CDs yeah, are, right? CDs yeah, are. Yeah. I used to have a bunch of them. My, uh, my first CD that I ever had was uh, Big Willie Style by uh, uh, Will Smith. No, 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 no. Yeah, and then that, and then the uh, Godzilla soundtrack from the Matthew Broderick movie. Yeah. 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 Was it why you get bummed out when he it's said just, it sucked? Just a little bit. <laughs> There'll be no shelter here is the yes. greatest. And Heroes is good, too. Yeah, Heroes was really good. That was the Wallflowers, I believe. Was it the Wallflowers? They covered David Bowie's Heroes, yeah. Man, yeah, maybe. We heroes. could be heroes. Yeah, yeah. But, but Peter Gabriel's is the day. best. Oh, and I'm Peter like, Gabriel's has the has the best Heroes Peter cover. Gabriel, dude. Third, uh, third CD I ever had was the Beastie Boys with Intergalactic on it. Ah, vocoded, huh? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah what, what album was that? It's that, not what it is. That wasn't Hello Nasty. No, what was that? It's the one with the robot on it. With No, yeah, it's Hello what? Nasty. Is that Hello Nasty yeah. with like the sardine can and stuff on it? I had a yeah. Limp Bizkit album, too. Oh, which one? It was the red one with the guy who's like taped to it and the, the knives are going through. Well, his hands. we'll be doing Talk Limp Biscuit because of a one West Borland is a very iconic guitar player. Yeah, I love West. It Borland. had Faith and uh, Break stuff on it. That's wait, what? No, it didn't have Break stuff. It had Faith. Faith. That's three dollar bill. That's three dollar bill. That's their first. Record. And that's got like a like a graffiti guy on the front of it. No, 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 no. That's significant other. Hold on, hold red. On. It is red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So it, that's the one you had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the one that's got that amazing. Um, uh, DJ Lethal remix and a tie to Scott Weiland because Fred was hanging out with him and he got vocal advice 
That was in the second record, the one you're talking about, Significant Other, I think. No. The one I'm Scott Weiland came in. He was he was telling Fred how to sing for oh songs. for the second one for the yeah, second. Oh, I remember yeah, yeah. watching a special on that. So, huh. Yeah, I, I listen, man. I'm I'm still a fan of Limp Bizkit. That new album they dropped, dude. I love it. Oh, Golden Cobra. Uh, no, the no, new one that just came out. Oh. Like with dad vibes and everything. Dad vibes. Yeah. What is that, by the way? Like, what is he doing? He's just being goofy. Yeah. Okay. And it, but it works though because they wrote this song named called Dad Vibes because he's older and he's gray yeah. and so he decided to dress like a old man. You know, uh-huh. I love that song. It works. Yeah. I thought it, it worked. Got the sag in the back. What's so, the I got a question for you. Uh-huh. What was the hardest part vocally for the Big Empty that we made? Um, all of it. None of it. <laughs> <laughs> so truthfully, it was the chorus was the hardest because it's that the way he sings it. It's it's almost like I don't know. You got to remember too that like that is a just a amazing singer you know what i mean scott one was absolutely amazing. so his range is kind of yeah and just but but his tonality and the way he's saying like his different um fluctuations and stuff like that so trying to do that the same so you know you're like time to take that whole thing if you go too high you're pitchy yeah it's almost like i i don't think that dude used any like auto-tune whatsoever on his voice sure so it's not 100 and if you go back and listen to the songs way back like Mm. not the songs but songs way back in the day before Everyone's like, let's make it perfect. There's some really pitchy stuff in there. Yeah. Go and listen to Aerosmith when they first like came out. Oh, or whatever. yeah. Dream on. Yeah. Like you can hear, but they're harmonies though. Dude. Oh. The Eagles. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus. The Eagles killed yeah. it at harmonies. And man. so nowadays everyone's trying to be so perfect. So what happens is, is that if, if it's perfect and it's already auto-tuned or whatever, and it's clean, you can hit those notes a lot easier mm-hmm. than with somebody that's got like a little bit of off key mm-hmm. pitch when they're singing. And he did, he, he does a little bit in that song a little bit. You can't tell because there's only him singing. There's no harmonies. Oh, so it's, it's very like divisive. It's right there in the, in the fucking middle of it. So when you're and then I tried putting harmonies in there, and which we did in the very last chorus, we put right. the higher ones in there, but it's just, I don't know. That was my hardest because man, I was beating my head. I'm not even joking. I was so mad at myself every time. I'm like, fuck, what the fuck am I doing? So for people out there that don't know, I mean, everybody's heard the word auto tune be thrown around, especially in the music industry and, and, and mm. all the new music out is all the auto tune. Obviously it's that style, that specific style. Can yeah. you explain what auto tune actually does for people that don't know? Yeah. So, and it's, and it's, it's really kind of s- split the, uh, the music, um, like engineers and, and producers and, and stuff like that. It's kind of split in half. A lot of producers and whatnot, they like using it because they can clean it up and it sounds great and you don't have to work as hard Mm -hmm, because you know back in the day everything was done to tape okay you had a reel to reel Mm. and you had two like either two inch three inch four inch reels of tape that are literally spinning okay and And you did a a live as a band yeah if you had a group everybody played at the same time right if you fucked it up guess what cut the tape start again yeah or even worse than that if they did happen to go back through and do like say the music did theirs and then all of a sudden because you can come back in and what they do is that like so you can do individual Mm -hmm. but then what happens is that you have to take that individual tape and then you have to re-record that over the singer or over the drums and so next thing you know you've got five different rolls of of tape reel-to-reel tape spliced into one and so what they used to do (laughs) it's so and there's a point to this um the tape would sit down on this thing and it would go real slow and you'd hear everything. It'd be like, you know, if the song was like time, you'd hear time to tape real slow, right? Okay. If there was a flub, 
you would have to take it and cut it. There was this little razor thing that went on top of it. You'd have to cut that. Like if a, if a drum beat was off, nowadays you can just put it to the grid. Right. Back then, if that drum beat was off, you'd have to splice it, literally splice it, take a piece of tape, put it over the top of it, and then run it back through the recorder in order to get that take right. No shit. So yeah. think how long, that's why they charged so much back then. Yeah, that makes because sense. Because there was so much nowadays You've got recording programs. Mm-hmm. Re- recording programs, you can literally get anybody can record in your basement now. I just want to point out real quick that the Foo Fighters, the album, The Wa- Wasting Light, mm-hmm. it's one of their, it's like their third, three albums ago. Wasting Light, they actually did in Dave's Garage on real, real tape, like you're saying. And yeah. the documentary of it, they're doing that. They're they're splicing the tapes and putting it together. So if you go back, if you're a Foo Fighters fan, listen to Wasting Light and listen to those songs. Those were all done on tape, like old school. Analog sound quality to a... a um, it's not compressed. What do they call the audiophile, it's, I guess? Yeah, it's got like a lo-fi. It's just... it's it's a, it's, it's not as... Vibe. Yeah, it's not as clear. It's like listening to songs on uh, music on vinyl. It's not crisp. Right? Yeah. Vinyl has this own its own eclectic kind of... And all that was done on reel-to-reel back then. So now what's happening is that everyone's putting stuff on vinyl, but it's still a digital recording. Yeah. So you get the little... In there from the vinyl. But anyway, so... Um, so back in the day, they didn't have the auto tune. You had to sing and take after take after take after take after take after take until you got it right. Okay. And then you had all the harmonies take after take, lots of tape, lots of splicing, lots of this, lots of that. Now you go in, you record your, your line. And let's just say, uh, I was told by Jeff Tomei when we were recording the 27 days for race the great on Atlanta, mm. he said, I have auto tune. He is like, I want the performance. I don't care about how perfect you are. Right. And I'm perfectionist as it is. So I was in there freaking all day long recording all of my parts. But anyway, um, I'm talking eight hours a day for one song kind wow. of shit. So anyway, um, so now what happens is, is that you can go in, you can take that auto, uh, audio line, that wave, mm-hmm. and you run it through a program, auto-tune, and it fixes it. And now it can fix it like uh, T-Pain. So where where it takes it and goes like you can go from a, a note and literally go way up on another note where you get that ah, share kind of sound. Well, we should explain first that there's a key set in the music yeah. first. So it's you're, you're singing towards a key, whether it be C, D, C major, whatever. Sharks, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And the auto tune basically sets that key, right? Right. And it, it takes that wave and it like a magnet it just to, yeah. that, to that correct key. Right. So you could be singing in an F sharp and the key is in C minor and the auto tune will take that F sharp and right up to this. If that's what's set to it. Right, right. Now, what's good about that is, is that, again, if the performance is there, you can hear the intensity in the vocals and you can hear, you know, the the passion in it. But eh, let's just say it's a little off key. Maybe it's a little flat. Okay, on one part or whatever. Instead of having to go through and re-record over and over, splice, 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 you hit this little button in auto-tune and it's fixed. It's already fixed. It's gone. It's done. Now, there's a lot of people, especially nowadays, that abuse this technology. And to me, T-Pain did it inventively because he took it and he knew that people were making fun of it. So he just cranked it to 11. Well, that and T-Pain can also actually sing. He can actually sing. He's got a really good voice. So he used that as basically creating a new musical style. Right. That's what he did. A lot of these other people out there, when you listen to them, they're... They can't sing. Right. But it's it's funny because, like, it allowed, like you're saying, it allowed the average person to become the sound good on a recording, which I've done it myself with my own personal stuff. Like, I was goofing around with some vocal lines and I have auto tune and all that stuff. And I can't sing for shit. I'm horrible at it. I've never been able to sing. And I'm like singing these lines and they sound bad. And I'm like, okay, click, click. And I hit the auto tune. It's like, huh, 
this could pass. It actually sounds good. But then what happens with that is, let's just say you just put on an amazing album. Man, the <laughs> auto-tune. But it's a real-time yeah. auto-tune now. Yeah, yeah, there is real-time, <laughs> which sucks. Because back in the day, you'd go and you'd get this album, and it's like, man, this sounds amazing. And then you go see them yeah. live, you're like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> this is bad. There are also, I would call them legends, right? And we'll we'll go over them in future episodes. But, man, if you want to fall down the rabbit hole go down youtube and type in isolated vocal tracks for chris cornell oh yeah or freddie mercury oh yeah. yeah oh yeah dude you're talking about back in the day when they used tape and they're raw vocal and they're just amazing like, beautiful they could sit alone without any music that's how good they are yep. yeah there, there are singers out there like that you know what i mean mm-hmm. that i would call you know legends or whatever mm-hmm. yeah i mean well those are the people back then that they became famous and rock stars or, or r&b legends or whatever it is because I mean the Aretha Franklins, the the uh, Marvin Gaye's, the, the the Chris Cornell's. I mean the, George the, Michael. The very well, he was actually a really good singer. He was. Well, I know. But like, <laughs> if you like the very first time I heard Chris Cornell sing, John Stepp was playing. Um, what was his um first band? Soundgarden. Soundgarden. Yeah, he was playing it, and there was this guitar line that was coming in, and it was like a boo-ee-oo-ee. And it was super high, very high note. All of a sudden, you hear Chris Cornell coming in and singing that note. Yeah, he, he had a really high falsetto. And I thought it was like, I didn't know what it was. I thought it was like another instrument or something coming in. And then he starts bringing that and starts singing down a little bit. And I was like, what the he fuck? He could throw down with like Pharrell or Justin Timberlake. But he has that high falsetto. No, who's Chris Cornell again? Soundgarden. Oh, sorry. You <laughs> suck. <laughs> No, so, do you know who he is, honestly? Chris Cornell? Yeah. No. So I've, I've Audio Slave? I know those bands. Okay, I just he's don't know singing too. Okay. He was uh, best Easy. friends with uh, Chester. And basically, Chester killed himself on the anniversary of... His uh, birthday, I thought it was. Was it his birthday? I thought Chris it was the anniversary Cornell. of his death. Birthday, I thought. Something I don't know. like that. We'll, we'll talk f- about well, it. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely talk it. about it. So he was in Soundgarden, then Audio Slave, which so, with the guys from Rage Against the Machine. Mm-hmm. And he did a version of Nothing Compares to You. Which was Sinead O'Connor, you know, nothing compares, which was actually written by Prince. We'll talk about all that when we hit those episodes and stuff, man. It's a strange, amazing world, and that's why we're doing this show. There's so many songs out there and so many singers, not only troubled pasts and things that they've done. I mean, there's some that have went to prison before they became huge rock stars or legends and whatnot. But he knew how to sing. That's what he did. Okay. Um, Believe it or not, Freaking, um, what's his nuts? Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, would you like to be the producer, by the way, <clears throat> working with Cornell in the studio and being like, you know, can we do another take? <laughs> Could you imagine having the balls to be like, but you know what he probably did though? There was probably, I'm sure. I, I I'm mean, sure. just because you're good or not even good, amazing. Doesn't mean you can't, you don't fuck up from time to time. Right. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I mean, go back and listen to Aerosmith when they start, first started out and they did, um, what was that very first song they did? Uh, dream on. Yeah. Dream on. Dream on. That dude, if you listen to that very first album, yeah. he was super high falsetto, singing all kinds of crazy notes and stuff. He can't do that now. He couldn't do that 20 years ago. Right. But they, here's the thing, though. They got away with it in that previous generation because that was like the hippie times. Yeah. So like Robert Plant, Led Zeppelin, he didn't have to be on pay. He was a great singer, but he didn't have to because that was part of the music where they go off in these things and the bass player just going off and the guitar players playing all this weird stuff and the drummer's just kind of holding the beat. You know, and he would do like... Meh! You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like you didn't, you didn't have to have like yeah. like it is nowadays. Yeah, you could just go off on but, avant-garde stuff. You know, but you still had to sing, be able to sing. 
You where did. nowadays you really you don't even know to be honest you don't really have to p- be really good at any instrument nowadays because nope. of computer programming that that's it do it all there's you. there you can midi drums you can midi guitar you can sit there and record the same guitar riff 35 different times mm-hmm. you can slow it okay you can take something that's supposed to be at like 240 bpm slow it down to 120 bpm record it the way you want release it 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 keeps everything the way it's supposed to sound and it's double timed. So now all of a sudden you recorded this really intricate thing, but you recorded it in halftime. So it was way slower. Right. You know? Yeah, so instead of going like, you know, you can do it halftime where it's like, or even slower. It's like, okay, how do I play this? Do, 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 do. And then you just speed up the tempo on it. And then you got, it's insane. You don't necessarily have to have talent these days. Oh, so I have a chance. <laughs> but <laughs> but you do you do have to have creativity. Oh. You have to have some kind of artistic direction. Well, shit. Well, even because even if you if you don't if you have no creativity or direction, it's going to be just a pile of sounds, right? Even that then, don't though, make sense that don't have any pattern or structure to right. it. Right. Even then though, I still think that there's not a whole lot of that nowadays either. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of creativity it's out there. Because I'm bringing sounds the same. Yeah. Well, I mean, I <laughs> I think people are trying to find music outside of the norms because there's no creativity. Right. You turn on the radio, it's either playing the same stuff from the 90s over and over again, or it's playing just bubblegum, sugar-coated, the same beats, the same melody lines. Yeah, it's all it's all the same. Right. I mean, I mean, hip hop has to me, and this is gonna sound old for me hip-hop is ruined oh yeah for sure in order to find good hip-hop you got to go really underground now and i'm a big hip-hop fan which will do some of hip-hop stars too man like hip-hop groups hip-hop icons i mean biggie biggie i want to do that one for sure but yeah i think that's enough for you guys for right now so yeah you're just gonna tune into the show and hear more so hope hope you liked our little preview here yeah and we'll see you on episode one and this is uh this is for our uh patreons right I think this should be for everybody. Let's just put a pilot out there. Let's just, put this just, out there. Just as throw a pilot. it out there and let people hear it. Yeah. If you guys like what you heard, I don't know how long this was. What? How long? Yeah, we're about it? 22 minutes right now. If you like the 22 minutes, well, there's going to be a lot more of this. Yeah, and a lot in. more of you suck. <laughs> <laughs> we're teaching Logan as we go. That's right. So the trailer's out. This one is just a little teaser that we wanted to kind of throw out there for you. Let you know. Yeah, we're writing songs and stuff, and uh, you know, or rewriting songs, whatever you want to put it. And then uh, release them for for you guys. Adapting. Adaptation. Working magic. Reimagining. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Working at Disney now? Yeah. (laughs) We're reimagining. Reimagining your dumb truck ass. So we will have these episodes coming very soon. So uh, do us a favor. Subscribe wherever you can. And, uh, yeah, be on the lookout for Icons and Outlaws. Bye.